What is up, everybody? This is Marshall Couture, also known as Plex of MarshMixArt.com and DonkeyJawProjects.com. And you're listening to the Escape Artist Podcast live <laughs> with today with a special guest, Mr. Scott Circlin. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, Marshall? I'm doing great. Up early in the morning and... Yep, that's the best time to do it. Greeting the early birds. <laughs> um yeah so um so let's see i i got i have a um topic here today but let's uh let's find out a little bit i think everybody who probably listens to my show knows who scott circlin is but just in case somebody's new here uh let us know a little bit about yourself uh yeah so i've i've been doing this for a while i don't i over 20 years i'll say that much <laughs> but uh I've just uh, I, I've worked in everything from uh, you know film and video to advertising to the game uh, design industry and uh, and in between that I've done a lot of freelance stuff in, in those and other just about everything um, but I've always uh, I've always been interested in this sort of uh, well comics for one but also uh, like I guess combining science and art, and uh, so I've uh, I've kind of built this idea of uh, Cirque Works Art Labs, which is it's it's sort of if you can imagine a mad scientist supply store where if so if you were a mad scientist where would you go to buy all the products you need? So I do I sell like little lab kits for lab experiments. I sell like inspirational prints. Um, I sell, uh, what else? I got bow ties, kind of geeky bow ties, but it's all geeky stuff. It's, it's, um, geeky, mad sciencey type stuff. So that's, that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now. And, um, you have a new project that you're, uh, you're putting out there and you got a Kickstarter going. Tell them a little bit about that and the link and everything. Yeah, so my uh, my my Kickstarter. You can go to youngandthedead.com, and that's the name of the comic. But that'll take you right to the Kickstarter, and it's it's my homage to. If you're familiar with, if if you're a child of the '80s, or if you're just a fan of stuff from the '80s, um, it's if you can imagine Goonies meets Night of the Living Dead. It's it's a story. It's a kids versus zombie story. So it's about this group of kids who wake up one morning and. It, Basically, in the zombie apocalypse, and most of the adults have have succumbed to this this virus, and so they kind of band together. And the thing about them is they're not like they're not like the popular kids. They're kind of the kids that have kind of you know you know nerds, and and they they're the ones that kind of the rest of the kids have kind of shunned and and kind of <laughs> lower down on I guess on the food chain. But um, but they find that that. The skills and things they have um, are really good for fighting zombies. So they get together, and you know, it's kind of it's kind of them. Um, they're basically they've got clues to a cure to this zombie outbreak, and they're and they're trying to basically trying to solve it. Um, so they've got sort of a mission, a thing that they have to do to try to, to solve. You know, find the find the basically put together the sorry about that. Put together the the keys to this cure to this 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 plague and hopefully kind of reverse the effects um 
and then and while they're doing that, they have to stay alive and not get eaten by zombies. So that's that's kind of what it's about. <laughs> yeah, it's so awesome. And um, actually, I just uh, rewatched your Kickstarter um, video because it looked like you uh, you actually published it on YouTube too, and I wasn't sure what it was. And I yeah, so I, I watched it again kind of by accident, but I was like really struck by the fact that you were saying um, how. The, you love those like old movies with the kids having like an adventure and 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 all that stuff and and man so do I it's so cool and and the fact that they don't really make them anymore and you know I didn't really think of that but it's true they really don't make them anymore I mean they had Super 8 which but that was 8. a while ago there was another like, one man I wish they really did now <laughs> yeah there was another one called oh what was it called something echo um i forgot the actual name it was pretty good it was a little low budget but it was um it wasn't bad but it just it's not like it's not like the 80s where there were so many of those movies it was kind of a it was kind of a thing back then um yeah. i do love super 8 and that's kind of the closest thing uh, that we've had recently um but but yeah i mean and i think when you're doing a kickstarter i mean that part of it's it's the the artwork is part of it but i think you really need to to kind of focus, it has to sort of be you as well. So um, you want to try to strike a chord with with people out there, like, and obviously that's working because you felt the same thing. Because that's what that's one of the reasons why I started the book is because I love those stories, and we don't really get those anymore. And so if you kind of relay that to people, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. now I see, I agree, and and you kind of make a connection there, other than just you know the art and everything. Absolutely. And you know, just a funny anecdote. Uh, I was just thinking, um, I totally forgot about this, but um, just recently my um, my little nephew, he was watching, um, they were watching Sandlot. And oh, that's a good one too. I think that's more, I think that was in the 90s. That's why I didn't include it, but that's that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. I, used, I love that movie. I actually saw that as a premiere, which is weird. I just happened to be lucky enough to, and I was pretty young still. Um, and I remember really liking it right from the beginning. I didn't even know about it. And um, but he was watching that and he's only like, I think he's going to be four this year. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I didn't realize it, but that word, that movie has like swear words in it. <laughs> right. And that's, and that's one of the movies do. And I'm like, and he actually repeated it and we had to like do our yeah. best to like not laugh <laughs> because like, so he wouldn't think that was a thing, you know, that he could say or whatever. Yeah. And that's one of the things like about my comic because I mean I I typically always do um, all ages stuff and I would sort you know pe some people ask is my comic book all ages and it, it it is but it isn't I mean it's it's again it's very much like Goonies and Monster Squad and you know and and there's you know there's there's some language I mean I don't it's nothing that's going to make it an R or maybe not even what I like to say is my comic is is 80s PG mm. and that's before they kind of had the PG 13 rating so it's not quite PG 13 but it's 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 probably by today's standards it might be a little more than PG but it's there's nothing there's there's some language in in my book but it's nothing there's no f-bombs or anything like that there's you know I think they one of the kids mentions boobies and you know stuff like that you know right. that might just depending on the age and kind of your reaction and that I think I mean, I the think, reality is, is though, you know, <laughs> when you're a kid and you're about, you know, 10 or so, more or less, you know, the kids do, some of them do say stuff. You yeah. Know? And the thing is, because, you know, 
movies like that, and even even E.T., which is a beloved, you know, like classic a family movie. I mean, they that one of the kids called another kid penis breath. So I mean, there's there's you know there's stuff like that in there, and there's there's similar things in my book, but it's and sometimes it's weird because sometimes you'll watch something on a movie. And it doesn't really affect you, but if you read it in print, like if you see those same words in print or something like that, sometimes mm. it kind of bothers people. It's it's weird. I don't know why that is, but yeah, it's it's. But you know, there's 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 like colorful line, like in Monster Squad, they're talking about kicking in the nards and stuff like that. Right. You know, so it's it's not really bad, but unfortunately, I'm 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 a little hesitant to tell people that it is all ages, but I wouldn't you know, really have a problem with my kids watching it, but it's kind of up to everyone, I guess. But it's very much, I just tell people, if you're okay with letting them watch Goonies, if you're okay with letting them watch Monster Squad or, you know, E.T., right. those type of things, then then you should be okay letting them read that, letting them read my book, so. No doubt. Cool, man. So, um, so the, the topic today, I'd like to get into that. We, um, um, Oh, and by the way, just before we start, um, this, uh, so just so you know, um, his link, I mean, he already said his link for the Kinks Kickstarter, but it is already in the show notes right now, and, um, you know, will be as well, you know, if you're re listening to this uh, after the fact, so definitely click that link and and uh, help the brother out, man. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, Let's hit those stretch goals. We got some cool stretch goals. So I'm going to put up a video today, uh, later, um, just I haven't I haven't thanked everyone because we did hit our goal so I got to right. thank everyone so I'm gonna post that video on um, I think just on Kickstarter and then I'll be posting some other stuff too so on YouTube and all that right I guess I should have also just like give an endorsement because I do really love the book I I remember back from the art and story days um, when we first did the mini comics dump truck and all that and. And um, your book was definitely, and I've said this to you before, but it, it was definitely one of the ones that stood out um, to me. Um, I remember it from back then. So it, it's it's a good book. It definitely hits what he's saying with the whole Goonies thing. And I mean, who doesn't love that those movies? You know, I, I certainly do. And it's it's good. So <laughs> I recommend it. <laughs> um, so that being said. <laughs> Taking risks. <laughs> the the title of this is uh, a not so risky business, um, and kind of the reason why. Like the first thing I thought of when we were going to do this, I was thinking I thought presentation because that's what you're really good at. But then I'm like, you know what? We already talked about that in the other yeah. podcast we did. <laughs> so yeah. let's go. Let's figure something else out. And then I was just thinking about like how. I've experienced Mr. Scott Circland. <laughs> um, like I said, with uh, the mini comics, you know, that was kind of my first, just that whole forum and, and the art casters thing was how I got kind of started to get to know you a little bit and reading your book. And then eventually you started doing YouTube and all that. Um, and that was really where I was like, okay, now, you know, I'm putting a name with a face and, and you know, I'm starting to really see who this guy is. And, and that's really cool. Um, but you didn't like, just like say, oh, you know what? I want to be an artist. Um, so, bam. I mean, YouTube wasn't out yet, but you you didn't you weren't like, all right. So now I'm gonna have a TV show. I'm gonna you know do like the Bob Ross of comics. I'm gonna like you know do all this stuff and put everything out there. 
just like most artists, I'm sure, um, as a young kid, you, you probably had a little bit of hesitation. Um, you probably maybe weren't always um, super ready to share your art. Maybe you, you or I know I ha didn't always feel comfortable with even the, my skill level. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think? Did, what, was it a... Was it a little, have you ever experienced times where, um, especially in your younger career or just art uh, journeys um, where you were more hesitant to kind of put yourself out there? Oh yeah, and I think I think that's the case with most artists, especially, especially younger artists. Um, just getting, you know, putting your stuff out there because you might not think it's polished enough or, or, or for whatever reason. Um, and I was, you know, I was like that too. Of course, when I was kind of coming up there, we really weren't as many avenues of getting your work out there. You know, getting your work out there meant going, knocking on doors and showing people at, at companies and things like that. So it wasn't there, you know, YouTube really wasn't a thing. So it's, it's a, it's a little different. I mean, I guess, I guess as I kind of progressed, I got to a point where it's a little more comfortable with my work before um, YouTube came out. But like when I first started doing YouTube videos, I didn't, I didn't really show myself on camera or anything like that. So it took me a while to kind of get over that. And, and it's just, I guess it's like little steps. You do one thing and then you go, okay, I've, I've kind of done that. I'm okay. It, I didn't, it didn't kill me. So I'm going to take the next step and, and do something else, whether that's just going and, you know, before I was, when I first started, I was just showing camera on the work and everything. And then gradually I did on camera stuff and then you kind of go from there. So um, baby steps is a good thing, but really you, you need to get, and it's hard to say because, I mean, you can, you can tell somebody how to, you know, this is what you need to do, but, and knowing that that's what you need to do and actually being able to do it are two different things. Um, just like business, like, I mean, I'm not the best business person, but I listen to tons of business books and I hear what they're saying. And I know if I follow these exact steps exactly that I'd probably be way more successful. But even though I know the plan, it's still hard to go out there and, and implement some of this stuff just because your, your fear of rejection or whatever, or just doing something every day like this, like the things you need to do. And I mean, it's, I mean, on paper, it's simple. It makes sense, but actually doing that, it, it, it's harder. So, um, like I said, knowing knowing what to do and actually being able to do it are two different things. But, but for younger people out there, I mean, you really do need to show your work, even if it's not that great. But what you'll get is you'll get that you'll get that progression, and you'll be able to look. Like I know a lot of people that put up videos, and then then. I hear him say, I went back and, and, and taken down my old videos because I didn't like it or whatever, but I still got my videos from when I first started because, um, for me, it's, it's a progression and you can look back and I'm, and some people, they throw away their old stuff that they don't like. I've still got stuff, you know, from when I was a kid, other than just stuff that got lost just because it's, I, I, I like to look back and I like to say, oh, that's where I was at this time. You know, it's not great, but you know, I was a lot younger then. Or, and then there's certain things like just the other, on the art casters, I was doing some sketch cards and I wasn't happy with them. And, but it's there, it's on video, you know, you can look at them, but right. I, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use them like they were for the Kickstarter. There were some original sketches and I, they just didn't come out. So I'll probably, you know, revise some of those, but 
I also used to get, you know, when I first started doing comics before I kind of, before the mini dump comics dump truck was like a big thing for me because it changed the way I work. Because before I was working on a comic book called Retrofits and mm -hmm. um, I looked back at it and it's, I still kind of like the artwork and everything. And it's kind of a story that I might like to repeat, although now it's kind of just the way it is, it's it's not as topical anymore, and because it dealt it dealt with two different time periods, and now and one of those time periods at the time was present, but now that was like, that's probably like 15 years ago, right. and and things have changed so much. Like they were, I was talking about like celebrities and things like that, and some of them have passed away, and I mean it's just so much different that I don't know if I it would work nowadays. But but with that comic book, I started and revise and and start it again and and you know like four or five times like that you could i could show you the first four pages and you could look and i could show you four different versions of each one and each wow. one did get gradually better to the point where the the final one i is way better than the other ones but but the problem is you don't i'm talking about this book and you've never seen it no one's seen it because it doesn't exist because i took too much time redoing it so when i did when, and the other thing I used to do is um, my process was I would draw like a panel and then get it perfect. And then I would take that panel and scan it. And then I draw another panel and I take all these pieces and bring them into the computer and then arrange them and then, you know, print them out and then, and, and trace over it and do all this stuff. So because of that mini comics drum truck, what I, what I needed, what I knew I needed to do because the, just the time involved, there was no way to get to complete this project. In the beginning, it was just like an eight-page thing, and I said, you know, and as I started going with the story, I started liking it. And I'm like, I want to make this a full comic, and in order to do that, I had to totally change the way I worked. So I started drawing, other than thumbnails, you know, I would draw my thumbnails, but other than that, I started drawing directly on the page, which I had never done before, um, and you know, it, it just that, and that's still the way I do it today. So um, that really helped out a lot. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I think with anything, I think just you know, as far as taking risks, just it's so weird because just putting your art out there is 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 kind of is seems like a risk. Um, mm. But you know, whatever you can do to kind of get over that, I would you know do it. I mean, different people have different ways they look at things. But like I said, I um, I don't want to say I'm not ashamed of some older stuff that I did because you know some of it's not great, but that's what it was you know at the time. So. Just put it out there, and and I think Jake Parker was talking about this on one of his videos. Is you know, it's the um, I think perfect is the opposite of done, or however you want to phrase that. That's the way mm -hmm. I phrase it. But um, yeah. you know, get, get get things out there because if I if I was still trying to reach this perfection, I wouldn't have these three books out right now. So um, you know, just put your stuff out there and then move on. Keep going. I mean, maybe maybe your book. Uh, this first book isn't the best thing, but the next one will be even better, and and you'll have that that other book out there. So, that's right. um, a big part of it. And I think um, I think for some people, it's it's uh, it's tough just to get to the point where you you start something. Um, and you know, in a funny way, this this actually was never an issue. I don't think really an issue for me. But man, I, I mean, I see. I mean, I guess it was, but it wasn't. Like, I, I've definitely struggled with that at times, but not to the degree that, you know, some people I know, some friends I've had, you know, have, have struggled with it. 
Um, and man, it, it, I see like some artists who just, they, they get so paralyzed and, and they just cannot like find a way to like start their project and to start even putting their stuff out there because they have, you know, either their skill isn't good enough or like, there's a lot of people like who do art and they actually maybe do amazing art. Like maybe you, they'll show you their sketchbook if you like ask them, you know, like a lot, <laughs> yeah. but then, but you would never be able to find them online. You know, even if you go to comic conventions, you see people sitting in their chairs doing art and they don't even have like any kind of web presence at all. You know, I mean, it's changing a little bit. People are more apt to do that nowadays, but I've definitely seen that where, where it's like, wow, this person's amazing. And then I try to look for him online, like after the convention and it's like, I can't even find like an email address or anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, and you know, sometimes it's like a general, I mean, a, a, a genuine, like, um, like a mental thing, like that people deal with depression and things like that. And I, mm. you know, I haven't really, fortunately for me, I, I mean, I've dealt with like situational depression when, you know, certain mm. things, but it's not like a constant thing. So, um, and that, that, I mean, it's, you know, you can tell people get over it, but it doesn't work like that. If you've got yeah. those, if you've got those issues and, and it's, you know, I definitely sympathize, but it, it's having not dealt with that bad of a kind of depression. It's hard for me to really put myself in that mindset, but I know it's a real thing and I know people deal with that. And I wish I, I wish I knew what to say to help people kind of, get over that because um, sometimes that that kind of works that goes into your artwork and having to put things out there um, right. yeah I mean but there's there's been times you know a lot of, a lot of times you know it's the weird thing is you have this fear of doing different things whether it's like I just taught a class a while back and mm -hmm. um, and I'd never really done that so I was kind of nervous about that but you know, once you do it, you've kind of done it. And, it's, and there's very few times where, where, you know, you're kind of freaked out about doing something. And then when you do do it, there's very few times where you say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. It's almost like, oh, I'm glad I did that. Right. So, I mean, if you can kind of, if you kind of move yourself in the future to, to, to that point, I know that's hard, but, but most of the times, you know, you know, usually don't regret, a lot of times you usually don't regret saying yes, but you'll probably regret saying no. Right. That's a good point. And I think, um, yeah, man, regretting saying no, that's definitely it. Or, or regretting not actually doing something is almost worse. And, and I think that's definitely something that's driven me, um, driven me forward. And, you know, it, like you said, you know, taking, taking a first step and also assessing the risk, like, okay, I'm going to go do something. I might feel end up embarrassed. I might fail. People might even ridicule me. Will I die? Right. <laughs> Probably right. not. You <laughs> yeah. know, think of the worst possible scenario and then come to realize that that might not happen. And also go into the situation like, you know what? I'm going to go into this situation and I might take a few bullets, you know, metaphorically, obviously. Right. <laughs> you know, be almost being okay with. I might take a few hits, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to be okay. I'm going to survive it. So let's go through it and 
you know, if I have to just grin and bear it, I have to, and I'll be uncomfortable for an hour or something, you know, but I, I'll be okay in the end of it, you know, and then you'll find out probably you'll end up finding out that it's a lot better than that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like every single, I can look back and every single kind of stepping stone, whether it's that first deciding to kind of do, to take on that mini comics dump truck project, which, which ended up in me finishing, you know, basically having a first finish comic book. I mean, looking at that, that was, especially then I had never done that. I had been working on comics and couldn't, couldn't finish anything. Mm. Um, and to try to do something in that amount of time. And that's a big thing. I mean, or I have friends that do the, the 24 hour comic days channels. That's a big thing. Or if Inktober, um, you know, any, any of these challenges, there's, you know, there's those risks that you're going to fail. There's risks that you're not going to be able to do it. And, um, so, and there's a lot, there's, for all the things like that I've done, there's a lot of things I didn't do because I just didn't think that I could accomplish it or whatever at the time. But the ones that I did do, you know, I started and pretty much anytime I start like that, it's, it's almost a thing with me where I, I, I have to complete it. I feel like I, I've started this, I need to see it through. So if I can just get to the point where I can start something, then I can usually carry, I carry it all the way to the end. But, but just, <laughs> deciding to start it that's the thing so but you know it's the same thing with you know getting on youtube i did that and i'm still still doing it and there's you know there's people that you know i watch that you know i've just started channels and, and it seems kind of like they're struggling to get views and things like that but it's um you kind of have to stick with it and it's if, if you're and that's the thing with art i think you it, you have to kind of have that passion for it to keep going because it's going to be difficult and it's not going to, unless you just luck out or something, it's not just going to, it's not all going to come to you at once. It's going to be a constant. It's very gradual as far as being successful in art, whether that's building a YouTube audience or because I'm still, you know, I've got, I've got people that follow me that are like, why, why don't, why do you only have so many followers? We like your stuff. You should have, you know, they're used to, sometimes they're used to other people that have these huge following and everything. Um, but it's not always, you don't know how, how everyone builds those followings and it's not always, it doesn't always come that easy. So, I mean, right. my channel continues to grow. It's not, it does, it's not just, you know, blowing up or anything like that, but I get more viewers and I'm going to keep at it, you know? So, mm -hmm. And same thing with you, Marshall. I mean, you've been doing this for longer than me, I think. Videos and stuff. Have you? I think so. Maybe. I don't know. I've yeah. definitely been doing it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Or the, even the podcast and everything like that. So, yeah. I mean, you just you just keep at it. You keep chipping away at it, and you know, gradually it'll it'll grow. But it's not. There's no like magic pill or, or magic bullet or anything like that. That's just gonna just gonna get you tons. I mean, every, there's exceptions to every rule. I mean, something could go viral or whatever. Um, right. but for the most part, you just, you kind of have to chip away at stuff. So. Absolutely. And, um, and see, I have a bunch of things that I want to talk yeah. about here with this, but I, I'm trying to think of where exactly, um, to go next. Um, I guess, um, Hmm. Well, I think that one thing that kind of goes with what we were just saying, too, is um, both of us created and finished. I didn't realize that was your first comic that you actually, like, finished. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, so both of us created and finished our first comic 
in a challenge that was couched within a trusting community where we knew we weren't going to get ridiculed you know right. it, was, it was it was the art and story community and you had to actually pay i think it was like even just a dollar you had to pay like a small or maybe it was five dollars a month or something you had to pay a small amount of money just to be kind of behind the the paywall and have that kind of trusted community and it was like we weren't really worried you know so so there was that kind of comfort so it's like okay I'm literally going to share this comic with only like 20 people at the most, you know, so, and they're all cool people. So it's like, that's kind of how maybe we started. Like for me, I would have been okay if it was right out in the open and it was a hundred people at that point, I was okay with that kind of thing. But if you weren't, aren't like, okay with that, you know, that, that was, that would be a, a, a much more comfortable, um, place to kind of take a little risk so you're not you don't need to start I think that's like the main thing you never start with like okay the big risk like okay I'm going to make my you know graphic novel that's going to define my you know my whole life and I'm gonna you know put that out I'm gonna try to get that published by you know Marvel or something like that like some people do approach it that way but if if you're having a hard time you know, take little steps, take little risks first, first, and then that can build into something bigger. And now you and I both have three comics that started out of that little yeah. one little comic. You know, yours are a little more substantial than mine, but still, it doesn't matter. Like, we've built off of that. And I think being in that community probably made us more comfortable with getting on YouTube or something. I mean, you you weren't like, pro you probably wanted to do a YouTube channel, I'm sure, for a little while before you actually took that step, you know, um, even just doing that is is kind of a risk for people putting themselves out there in a visual and audio form, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I, I mean, that's an excellent point. I didn't really think about that, but you do have have kind of a, kind of a supportive audience within that 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 challenge. So. Um, but the, that stuff's out there for people. I mean, people can search that that out. You know, kind of you can join art groups and gradually put little things out and kind of see. I mean, if people are just ripping your stuff apart, I mean, that's that's not the place to be. You know, uh, but again, you want you want some honest feedback and everything too. So you kind of have to find that balance between people that can give you an honest critique and that mm -hmm. just aren't trolls and just don't rip everything apart just because that's what they like to do. Which usually. Usually, if that's the case, they, they, there's more issues than that. I mean, most of the people that are going to troll you are, are, you know, they're not, probably probably not doing anything themselves of any note. So, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, it's hard, but I wouldn't take it too personally. Hmm, absolutely, but you know, you you don't have thick skin right away. You got to right. you, know, oh, yeah, you got to yeah. grow that through pain a little bit sometimes. You know, yeah, but you can take little steps, you know, and and have a little bit of pain, and then you know, kind of go forward like I haven't gotten to the point in YouTube where I've gotten ridiculed really at all um, or in my yeah. podcast you know everybody's been nice so far but people do once they start getting you know 10,000 subscribers they're gonna get especially women I feel bad for women yeah, um, on YouTube they just the stuff that people say is so nasty um, but you know for anybody you know I mean I I readily admit my art is at a certain level you know I think you know I'm okay but you know I also kind of think I suck at times you know so 
you know, I'm sure other people can look at my art and be like, why are you even on YouTube? Like you suck, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I haven't had that yet, but if I did at this point, I could probably take that hit and be okay. But I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't, you know, progressed a little bit first. Yeah. But again, I guarantee you anyone that would say that if you're like, okay, show me your artwork, show me your artwork. Chances are they probably don't have any artwork or, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's the thing. I mean, but yeah, it is, that's the weird thing is I, you hear that so many times and you see it on, on, like you said, on some of these bigger channels, you see, you know, some really horrible stuff that people write, which I mean, I just don't get, I, I it doesn't make sense to me, but there's a culture out there that kind of seems to foster that. Um, but, but at, at kind of at our level, you know, really same thing. I mean, I, mostly positive stuff. I mean, every once in a while you get something, you know, but, but it's not, I haven't had anything really too bad. So, but I guess if things continue to grow, then you kind of have to start dealing with that. So, but uh, there's, so there is, there is that fear, but that the good thing is like we're, we're saying, I, I I think if you're just starting off and if you're looking at these big YouTube channels as, I don't know if I want to kind of join YouTube because I'm seeing all these really bad things people are posting. But like you said, usually when you start small, those type of comments don't come until you really kind of blow up and become sort of a, you know, somewhat of an internet celebrity or something so so that's the that's the good thing because if it started off like that in the beginning it was yeah. the reverse then no one would ever join yeah but you're but if you right away just just know that if you're thinking about joining youtube you're not going to necessarily get all that horrible stuff until later until you're really big and by then you'll be seasoned enough that you can kind of deal with it a little better so right exactly so um another thing is um now with art, like with the art we do, I think both of us, I can safely say that we um, we don't necessarily put, like we, we put our heart and soul into it, but there's some forms of art and just different approaches where some people, they literally like put, they wear their heart on their sleeves. You know, they put, um, you know, there's like an, an analogy I, I heard by uh, listening to Amanda Palmer's book. Um, she talked about the like creative blender. And, you know, some people, you know, she was describing, you know, between her and um, was it Neil Gaiman, right, who she's married to. Um, and like she was saying, like with my music and the stuff I create, I'm pretty much 90 percent. <laughs> this is me. This is exactly me. I'm telling you situations in my life, you know, and like maybe 10%, you know, I kind of keep in metaphor or whatever, you know, I hide a little bit, you know, so I kind of put it all in a blender and that's what comes out, you know, but that's the ingredients I put in. But Neil, Neil Gaiman, on the other hand, you know, he's more like, you know, maybe 60% is hit or maybe like 60% is like all metaphor, maybe even 70% is all metaphor. And then like, he'll let people glimpse in a little bit, like to what he's actually thinking. So it depends kind of like how much you put yourself out there. But you know, when you're, when you're putting yourself out there like that, you know, there's different degrees, like, and I could see how somebody would, you know, think, you know, say me putting out a mini comic, it's not that hard. I'm just, I created like this hip hop guy who gets, you know, 
who may, draws graffiti and his graffiti comes to life and he comes in contact with an enemy. You know, there's other than the fact that I really like hip hop, <laughs> you know, the, that's about as much as me. I, I don't know. I guess there's there's maybe some little metaphorical things if I think about it. But for the most part, I'm just, you know, putting out a cool story. But for another person, they might be bearing their soul, right. <laughs> you know. So there is more of a risk, you know, for some people. But again, um, I think it's all about, well, first of all, maybe you want to start off with content that lets a little less of your yourself um, be involved in it and then work up to like the more revealing stuff if that's, you know, where you want to go with your art. But, you know, at the same time, it's, it's, the, I think it always ends with, you know, take those little steps first and create in communities where you think you're safe, feel yeah. safe, you know? Yeah, I think you need to, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, especially in my situation, because um, you, when you, when you decide that you're going to put yourself out there, you do kind of have to decide how much you're going to put out there and what you're going to do. Because um, with me, I mean, I I definitely like to keep it somewhat real as far as you know I I want people to know how I feel about the art and I want I want you know I want to come across as genuine but there's certain things I don't want to put out there um, there's you know and also I'm kind of I, I have this constant struggle where I want you know I I want to be me but I also I like this idea of this again this sort of mad scientist type persona which you know it that's kind of all sort of an act and and sort of a a branding kind of choice so I have to kind of straddle that what what is this fictional me and what is the real me and how do you how do you do both and I've tried I I'm still experimenting with that if you've seen some of my videos cuz I started off with the 100 days of making comics challenge and that was pretty much just me you know, in the studio drawing and talking about that stuff. And now that I'm trying to kind of brand myself a certain way, um, I still want to have that that real me talking about the comics, but it doesn't always kind of gel with with the, the, the branding side of it. So I do this thing where, you know, I'll start off in my kind of underground studio, and then I have this invention that I've created called a parallel scope, which is just a little monitor thing that's supposed to, go into alternate realities and parallel universes. So that way, that's kind of my, my um, I don't know what the, uh, what the terminology Persona. is. No, it's, it's uh, just, um, I don't know what you would call it, just the way, the, the device, I guess, to, mm -hmm. to do things other than, that, that don't fall in that. So say if I, if I wanted to start doing blogging, vlogging where I'm walking around or whatever, then I can go and I can go to this little contraption thing and we can view that or we can view me working on my comic book or whatever. But um, yeah, you kind of, I think you, you have to decide. I mean, there's, there's people I know that, that like, like I just started watching Holly Brown's uh, YouTube channel. Great yep. channel. I would suggest everyone check it out, but she's very real. I mean, mm -hmm. she just kind of tells it like it is and everything. And I, that's why I love her channel. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm probably for me, I'm not, I'm not necessarily that maybe not, I don't want to say I'm not that honest. Um, but you know, I'm it's just, you have to do with what, whatever you're comfortable with. Like for me, like I don't like on YouTube, I don't cuss or anything on YouTube. But, right. you know, in real life, I, yeah, I do. I mean, if somebody cuts me off in traffic, I'm going right. to flip them off and 
cuss on them and all that. I mean, I'm just like, and I get frustrated like everyone else. I'm a human being, but I just kind of decided, you know, that's what I'm going to put out there because that's, because I want, I want something that kind of everyone can watch for the most part. So that's one thing I decided to do. So, yeah. and I don't want it to come off that I'm not being real, but you know, you, you sometimes some things you want to, you know, keep, you don't want to put, I mean, you can, if you want, you can put your whole life out there. Um, but not everyone's comfortable with that. And I'm not totally comfortable putting everything out there. I don't really talk, mention my kids like by name that much or, or anything or like my girlfriend by name and things like right. that. Or, you know, so there's certain things that, that I, I, I kind of keep personal, but, um, that's up to you. I mean, there's no right or wrong way when doing that. If you want to put your whole life out there and be totally brutally honest, that's cool. And I think, you know, and again, I like when people do that. I mean, it's, you know, Right. Um, but then again, you can, you know, you don't have to put everything out there. You can kind of find whatever you're comfortable with. Right. And I think that's another, another strategy. If, you know, you can, you can decide how much of the ingredients you want to put in that blender, you know, and just as valid as Neil Gaiman's work is, you know, he's a world renowned artist, writer, well, writer. And, um, you know, he, he's made an awesome career out of it and he finds what he needs and, and wants out of that form of expression and you know his totally extreme other side his wife is just right out there i mean she doesn't care she puts her her like literally puts her body out there for public view you know and like you know and everything that she said like she's as open book as you can possibly get and both are very appealing and interesting and both are expressing something that they really feel they need to need or want to express. So you can kind of get satisfaction and you can hide behind your art. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, that's kind of a cool thing, you know, Yeah. and, and still express. I mean, that's kind of what comics and stuff is anyways. Like you, you get to, um, read books and and enjoy like fiction they say is you know it's it's a safe way to explore unsafe things you know like <laughs> you know there's mo movies about revenge and murder and crime and and it's a safe way to kind of get into the minds of of things like that um and maybe understand it or see learn a lesson or whatever you know um, whatever it is that that you get out of that and uh, you don't have to actually do or experience that actual thing you know and it can be very helpful in society you can learn things and so yeah <laughs> that's that's kind of the nature of art so you don't have to put yourself 100% out there so that's another way to kind of uh, you know get away from the riskiness if you feel that you know that that pressure um and then i think um there's a few other things i wanted to touch on um one thing was just on a on a career side of things um i'm kind of curious i you've talked a lot about a lot of things but i'm curious a little bit about you know the origin of scott circlin um not that you have to say say like your whole like story or anything but i am curious like what what you know what gives us the audacity <laughs> to think we can make a career with this you know a lot of people will you know that's that's a big risk you know because a lot of people would um 
would criticize, you know, why are you trying to be an artist? You know, that's, you know, you can't make any money from art. Like, right. <laughs> and, and for some of us, we'd say, well, that's what I'm good at. That's what I like to do. And not only can you make money from art, but art is everywhere, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> you know, so you can, you can have that debate, but you know what, you know, as for you, what was it that made you think you could actually make a career and what gave you that, like, I'm going to try, you know, type of thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, it's kind of, it's interesting because there, well, there's a, there's a quote that I, I don't know if it's necessarily a quote or an idea that I, I, I really like. And, um, I forget who said it, but um, basically, the, it's it's it. If you're good enough at one any one thing, if you're good enough at it, somebody will pay you for it. And I defy you to find an exception to that rule, no matter what it is. If somebody's so good at something, people will pay them to do that thing. It doesn't matter what it is, you know. Mm. Um, and not that I'm that great, but you know, there's, <laughs> but it's you know, certain things are a little harder to make money at than than even art. But but there's people out there that do it, um, mm. whether it's you know cooking or anything like that, you know. Um, so there there's there's a way to make money doing pretty much anything. With art was just my thing, and there part of it was was there was really no other like option for me. That's some, that's what I always wanted to do. And I never, I, and my parents were, were supportive and everything. Um, but it's, you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm sure they probably worry about, they would worry about that's what I wanted to do. Um, and I, same thing with my kids, you know, some of my kids want to be artists and things like that. And I worry about that because it's the, 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 the unfortunate thing is it's, it's not so much just the art, it's everything else that goes with it. And um, things that I don't really like doing, like the businessy stuff, I don't like doing it, but you have to do it. I mean, you have to learn how to do it. And um, if you wanna be successful, I mean, it, there's more than just the art, unfortunately. I mean, if I could just sit here and draw all day and not have to you know, track down work or not have to do you know, all these other, th so many other things that go in as far as running kind of an art business and everything, I'd be much more ha I'd be much happier than than just you know sitting there drawing and stuff. And that's that's one of the reasons why recently I I, I kind of took a day job is because I don't I don't have to go out there and and promote my work. I mean I go into the office and then they here here's what you want we want you to draw today, um, and then I can go home and I can concentrate on my own personal stuff. But just the marketing and everything and, and getting your work out there is so time intensive that. You know, I've done it before, and to various degrees of success. Sometimes better, sometimes not so great. Um, but you know, you you kind of have to find you know what works for you. Hopefully, something will work for you. But um, but the good thing is, I mean, it's a different time than when I started out. Because again, like I said before, um, it was basically calling people up. Like I would. I had this little back, this is back before iPhones or anything. So you just had your regular phone and they had these little, you know, you had your little tape recorder, right? And they had, they had this little thing. It was just plugged into the tape recorder. It was a little suction cup and you put it on the back of your phone and it would record somehow. It was just a suction cup and somehow it would amplify your conversation and it would record it onto a cassette tape because, um, and I would do cold calls like that because when it's, you know, people would tell me their name and 
sometimes I wasn't quick enough to write it down. So I wanted to record everything. So I'd go back and, oh, this is how they spell their name. This is how they pronounce their name and all that type of thing. So I'd call like ad agencies or whatever. And this, that talk about risks. This is contrary. I mean, I hated doing that. Mm. I, I, and, and I don't do that anymore. Thank God. Cause I mean, there's like, I just did not like doing that. Um, but, but I, I did it because it was sort of a necessity. And every time I was like, you know, nervous before calling a place because you don't, you get this fear that, that they're going to say, no, you can't talk to that person or no, you know, that. and and sometimes that was the case. And sometimes they're, they're more than happy to say, Oh, this is the art director's name and all this stuff. Um, and then after that, then you got to, call them up or send them some stuff and then maybe they call you back. Maybe you go in, maybe you show them your stuff. So um, a lot different now. Um, I mean, back then, I mean, and that was, there were some pluses to that. I, in some ways, I think it was easier in that traditional sense to, to, you know, earn a living. Um, you could definitely, it seemed like you could earn more as an artist back then, mm -hmm. but nowadays there's, you know, there's a lot of things like that. You just, they just don't work. And they, you know, there's that it's some ways it seems harder to make a living. Um, but then in some ways it seems easier with this, you know, social networking and everything. I mean, artists can kind of do what they want to do. And if they, if they can stick with it and if they can build an audience, <clears throat> excuse me, they can sell to, to whoever. I mean, I'd like to reach that point where I've got a big enough audience where, you know, there's that whole idea of the thousand true fans where um, if we, and I'm nowhere near that point, um, but, but I, you can see it on kind of a smaller scale, even with this Kickstarter that I'm running, I'm nowhere near a thousand true fans, but I've got, you know, <laughs> I got maybe, maybe 25 true fans and right. they've helped back my, you know, my Kickstarter. And, uh, and when, when you say true fans, you know, I'm not just saying fans on, because I've got, I mean, on Facebook, I've got probably a thousand fans. Okay. Right. Now, granted, the way Facebook changed their algorithms, hardly any of those people have actually seen anything I post, and that's a different, that's a whole other gripe. Um, but you know, so I there's, I've got, if you added up all my different social things, I probably got thousands of people that follow me or whatever. But but a, a true fan is somebody who basically likes your stuff enough and likes you and wants to support you that pretty much. Anytime you put something out, they're they're willing to put their hard-earned money out there to help help you support. And I might have, like I said, I might have like twenty-five or something of those. But there's and then there's but and that was kind of the that was hopefully I'm not too getting too off topic. But that was kind of like but we are talking about risk. So that was one of the big risks about doing this Kickstarter because I was like I don't have that trap thousand two fans. How am I gonna? Um, I can't run, you know, you listen to some of the bigger guys like Jake Parker, which I value everything he says. I mean, he's very knowledgeable, but he'll straight up tell you if you can't, if you don't have that thousand true fans, don't do a Kickstarter almost. And that's not, that's not true. I mean, not to the levels that he's doing, but right. you can do, you can set a smaller goal like I did. And that's the way to do it. Start off small and gradually build. I mean, I didn't set out to make, you know, a lot of people, I think it seems like like most comic book projects, they set as smaller ones, they set their goal at around three grand. And I, you know, that's, it's possible I might hit that. I don't know, but I'm not going to set my goal at that. And, 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 you know, and I like to say that, you know, it was me deciding, yeah, I'm going to do this, but 
I'm I'm Rick, I'm sort of risk adverse like a lot of people. I had I had to wait till Gasbot did it and Samurai Ox did it at these sort of these lower kind of level Kickstarters to uh, to decide. Well, I yeah I think I can do that. So I mean because I like to see people I like to see it being proven first before I do it in some way, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work the same way for me. Um, but you know, but some people are just like will just jump out there and do it, and that's awesome. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of attitude I like to. But I I kind of like at least to have some sort of you know proven track record or whatever. Um, I think, now I forgot where I was going with this exactly. Um, no, I think um, <laughs> I think it's interesting that you went there because um, that was kind of where I was part of where I was leading to actually was, you know, because I I mean, as, as you know, somebody who's kind of you know, been seeing, I, I've like seen your progress, you know, and been kind of with you on this kind of similar journey. Like do, we're all doing our own different things, but like, you know, I've seen that and, and, you know, you put out three books and well, now this is your third and uh, you didn't do the Kickstarter on the first book and you didn't do the Kickstarter on the second book. And I was going to ask you, I'm like, but now on the third book, you are. You did. You weren't ready to take that risk yet, you no. know. <laughs> but now you finally it, were. It was. It was. It was kind of Gasbot that did it. That that because we've got you know more or less kind of that same. He argued on that I have a bigger audience. I don't know if that's the case or whatever, but um, but still, in in the grand scheme of things, when you look at the, you know these huge huge Kickstarters, like if you go on Kickstarter right now and you look at, there's people making, you know, people like Jason Brubaker, I think he's up at like around 30 grand or whatever and still got like 20 some odd days to go. But, you know, but he's, you know, he's kind of built that following. He's been, and he was one of those kind of outliers that that didn't wait to see somebody else kind of prove the Kickstarter thing because he's been kick, doing Kickstarter since it first began. and. And really, and and that's a good thing. To, that is the plus to taking risks. The people that take risks like that, um, they're in a better position because if you're an early adopter, and that's kind of the same way, you know, with the 100 days of making comics. I mean, Kevin started that, so he's the he's definitely the outlier. He's the one that that started that, and he had no idea where it was going to go. He just he just did it. And then like me, I'm kind of like again, I'm kind of the guy that likes to get in early, but not the first guy. I got to see it. So I think there were probably two other people. I don't know. I think you were doing it before me. So there's you. I don't know if, like, I'm trying to remember who else. Jamie Gamble might have been doing it earlier. Um, I don't know. There were there are a few people that are, like, two or three people that, I think uh, Peter was doing it too. Hmm. Um, but no more. I don't think any more than, than three other than Kevin. And so I kind of joined in the beginning. And I think that helped because I think, I think just the fact that I was involved from the beginning, um, Kind of help because now, you know, now like Kevin and I are friends and, and we do the Artcasters together and, and stuff like that. And I think there's definitely benefits to being one of the first person in a certain space. Um, so that, you know, that's 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 a good incentive to kind of jump in and take the plunge on stuff like that. But back to like Jason Brubaker, he's, he was doing Kickstarter with comics before anyone else. And I think he had a project that, that funded it, like a comic project that funded it like uh, – I think a hundred thousand, and at that time, that was like the biggest comic book project ever. Now you may not be able to, you may not be able to reach those exact numbers because, I mean, there's a lot more Kickstarters, there's a lot more people doing it, but but that kind of got him to the point where um, 
now people know who he is and now he can run these kickstarters and, and be successful in it so you know you know it, it helps to helps to kind of jump in before other people are doing it you know yeah definitely and that's and that takes you know a certain kind of person you know and and uh sometimes i'm not that person but a lot of times i am i tend to like i, I like to jump in like early sometimes if i can but sometimes i just don't see the opportunity um quite yet but i'm um, still like you know it's it's interesting because you know yeah you saw gasbot you saw you know other people do it um but still there's a risk because because oh. i'm thinking about you know i want to do a kickstarter and i'm going to do mine for the 12 stories eventually well that's a little bit of a different situation you know because you guys are doing it for single issues you know where you're only going to need a certain amount of money i'm going to need more money because this is more pages you know right, right. um so it's going to cost more money um yeah i have i actually have done a kickstarter back like way back like five or six years ago like when it was first really early but it was for my music and i put the the level down to like it was like five hundred dollars and i got like six hundred a lot of that was from family and stuff right you know so that was a little bit different but um but still, like, even after I've done that and now, you know, seeing you guys have success, you know, there, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, Gazbot did it. But, you know, there's not there's more factors than like how many followers you have or whatever. You know, I look at Gazbot and I'm like, great, he did it. But he is charismatic. Like when he made his I think he got his goal like in a day or whatever. Yeah. And. I told them I was like I couldn't believe like you even put it down that low. I knew you were gonna get that like right. <laughs> that was that was easy because he's so charismatic. Like he's just got that personality where you're like, I know people like this dude, you know. Yeah. So it's like yeah, I might have the same amount of followers or you know whatever, but do people like me that as much as they like him? You know. <laughs> so you're there's a personal thing too, like a social like maybe 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 I won't fund enough after i i don't fund i'll feel like you know nobody likes me you know why yeah. am i even doing this no, you know? and, uh, <laughs> I, to be honest i mean i had that same kind of feeling because you know my kickstarter has been going pretty well it wasn't but it wasn't like you know i watched gasbot's video and he was just like so you know taken aback by just the level of success and, and like you said he funded in a day it took me it took me three days to, to reach my goal now um, I set my goal a little higher just because basically what Gazbot said because he, you know, I think like you said, he could have put his a little higher, you know that. Um, so I figured, well, I'll just start a little higher. So, but still it was kind of like, it, it took a while for it to trickle in because like, you know, you could look at mine and, and I do, I'll compare things just to kind of figure out, well, you know, because it's research, you know, you're trying to figure yeah. out what works and what doesn't. But, you know, it took it took me longer to get to, say, three hundred dollars than it took Gazbot. I mean, so, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, and I've got kind of got a little bigger following. I mean, it's like, well, maybe people don't like me as much because it, it's taken me longer to get to this point. And you look at and I know you had like like Chris McQuinlan on and like his Kickstarter, I mean, his funded, I think the first day and like, I mean, it was just crazy. Um, and then I listened to your guys, you had him on and I listened to your podcast and he was talking about, and you, you, you watch this thing, this stuff and you try to learn, you try to figure out, well, 
what's working, what's not, you know. And he was saying a big part of his success was the original art. And then I'm starting to think, well, should I put my original? Because my most of my original art, except for there's one tier, an early bird tier, which for you people out there, there's still early birds available as I'm recording this. So, and that's kind of like the best deal. But, um, but most of the original art were at the like $75 tier, so a little higher tier to get that. Um, so I don't remember exactly where Chris's were, but he said that's what kind of that was the key to his success was the original art and stuff. So then I'm starting to think, well, maybe I should have uh, made those more available. And you know, so you. You kind of watch these and you kind of learn and you try to figure out what works but you know and then as as time goes on and I, I you know I listened to Gazbot uh, you know talking about you know I watched the progression like on his videos of his Kickstarter and he was saying how he had like people to he didn't even know like like donate like a hundred dollars and up to that point I had you know the, I think the most I had somebody donate was I don't want to say donate because that's not the right word because you're getting something in return but backing um, you know, I think I think maybe the fifty-five dollar level was the big thing. But then, you know, then I got my first hundred dollar pledge, and I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. And then the next day or later that day, I think I got a hundred fifty dollar pledge. So I mean, it it doesn't all happen at the same time, you know. And yeah. you can't get too discouraged because you just kind of kind of keep at it because not every there's so many different factors, and yeah. you know. So yeah, but there was a time when I'm you know in those first couple of days where I'm like, man, maybe people just don't like me or don't like this idea as much, you know, because I took a lot of time doing all the art. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at like the big guys that, that do these Kickstarters and because I have a background in graphic design um, as well as illustration, uh, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to do, I wanted this, if you go to my page and you look at it, my Kickstarter page, it's going to look like, it's going to look professional like a Jake Parker or a Jason Brubaker right. or whatever. It's going to look like that. Now, maybe I don't have the, the I don't have the audience to, to kind of get those numbers. But if you look at it, if you don't take the numbers out of the equation, you just look at the campaign. I think you're going to find that that mine looks almost every bit as good as good as theirs. And that's yeah. kind of because that's part of it. But then I'm thinking, well, was that a big waste of time? Me spending that much time doing all those, you know, taking all the time with the graphics and showing all this stuff. Um, that kind of remains to be seen because, you know, the one thing we don't factor in, you know, because say I, you know, I thing funds it. Say if it, if I reach three grand, okay, um, you know, if you if you take all the work I did put take that out of the equation then yeah this is going to be profitable but when you think of what goes into making a comic book okay. i'll never get i'll never make that money back there's no way i mean you know I mean, there's just so much time involved plus all the graphics plus everything else you put into these even even your social media efforts putting things out there talking about it doing you know doing your videos and all the time that you spent promoting and everything you're never going to get that time back if you had to calculate um how much money how much time went into your book and how much money you're earning from it i mean forget minimum wage that 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 would be a, that would be a feat if you're making minimum wage but yeah so it's it's kind of a weird thing you know <laughs> i don't know yeah. well i mean i think that's and you never know you know who knows maybe maybe you just haven't found you know caught quite the right people yet and maybe some you'll find like the pocket of people who are like really into this you know you just haven't maybe hit that so you never know it could eventually pay off but you know as artists yeah you know we don't you know we're just trying to put stuff out into the world that we like and and kind of hope it 
hope it floats or whatever. But like I was actually just doing a little looking into um, uh, the old uh, Wonder Woman actress from the old TV show. Linda Carter, yeah. Yep. And um, I was read. I just happened to like read her like Wikipedia or whatever, and she didn't make any money from Wonder Woman, like outside of really? like living, and she still makes zero money from it. But she was actually an avid Wonder Woman reader, like of the comic book when she was you know, you know younger, and she loves that she was in that. You know, even to this day. You know, she looks back on that, and probably not the business side of it. She probably didn't like that much, but she sees that as you know something that she enjoys being somebody who contributed to pop culture in that way yeah. and and things like that. So it's like, and the fact that she did that made her much more known, and she had other gigs after that and did different things, and she's made you know somewhat of a career out of it, even though she's not the most popular actress, but whatever, like she she did her thing and and it's funny the thing that people know her the most for she didn't really have any success for it but you you know you you can't obviously you can't measure your success only in the money you make on that specific project right. that had ripple effects throughout her whole career true yeah so yeah. and and you know i just i do think it's like interesting like just that you know, it's like you can look at, you know, people who have been successful, but you just like for even for you doing this Kickstarter was, you know, definitely, you know, it's going to be a risk. You just don't know if it's going to actually work out for you. And so you took that step, you know, and it took you a while to get to the point where you could take that step and you took that step and, and it paid off for you as far as, you know, the goals you're, you're setting specifically for it. So yeah, so I mean, well, good, you, you do have to you have to do some things a little bit scared, you know. <laughs> yeah, and but but in the kind of the attitude I went into it was, you know, which makes it less of a risk was, you know, I've done two of these books before. I printed them myself. I paid to have it printed. And Gazbot says the same thing on his video. If he had to, he could put it on a credit card or whatever. He could get it done. Right. Okay. So if you know that you're going to do it anyway, there's really no reason why not to put it out on Kickstarter and that was the main reason I did because my whole plan in the beginning was just to put out these single issues and then at the end when they're all done collect them in a trade and then run a Kickstarter and I figured by then I'd, I'd build a, a big enough audience so I still didn't you know because I'm you know I'm looking at the future I know once once I get the next if it's gonna go another two or three issues by that time you know I assume I will have a much bigger audience and everything um, because I'm, I'm not planning on slowing down and like I said, even gradually that stuff will build up. But, but so that was kind of the plan, but you know, again, watching, watching people like Gazbot and Ox do these things at, you know, with smaller, smaller goals in mind. Um, there's no, there wasn't to me that wasn't really a risk because I was going to do it anyway. If it fails, I'm still going to do it. But you know, but you put it out there and people and also it's a good it, it there's there's so many pluses to it even if you don't fund there's pluses to it i think one because it's you're you're learning two you're if your stuff's out there and you know kickstarter is a great way to to i don't i don't want to say exposure because i don't like that word um but to get your stuff out there in front of people 
and again, it's your own thing. You're not doing this for somebody else. That's so different than ex working for exposure. But but your your books out there, even if they're not even if they're not going to back it, they may see it. It's getting out there in front of people, and um, and and people know about it. So so that's one plus, you know. And and it's up there, you know. I can also it's 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 almost almost in some ways it's like another social media outlet because when I did my campaign, if you go through my campaign at the bottom, I've got links to. I've got links to my different social networks now. I've noticed my my Facebook likes go up uh, more than usual since I ran the Kickstarter, things like that. So, so you know, I'm guessing that's because that information's on Kickstarter now. Some I'm get, I'm guessing that the people, some of these new people that like my page didn't back my project, but still they like it enough. Not everyone. I mean, having some somebody part with their hard-earned money is one thing and that's a hard thing to do um, but that doesn't mean they don't necessarily want to support you or they don't like your stuff because um, there's there you know it's varying degrees some people uh, I'll look at their stuff and I'll follow I might not contribute some people I will I mean uh, it just it, it I guess it just kind of depends but but having that Kickstarter out there I think you're gonna get more people familiar with your stuff it's just because it's such a huge, you know, platform. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, so, one last uh, little thought and point before we we end this on um, that I was thinking too is, um, uh, and and this is basically exactly what you're saying. Like, you know, I was trying to hit on a little bit of some somewhat the emotional risk as well, um, because to me. As much as I, you know, this is me being candid. As much as I want to say I'm a strong guy and I'm, you know, not afraid of things or whatever, if I were to do a Kickstarter and for some reason it didn't fund, I would feel like kind of like maybe I shouldn't even be doing this. Like maybe I'm a fraud. You know, the whole fraud thing, you know, you know, why, <laughs> you know, I, I would emotionally have a, probably a little bit of a hard time with it. But one thing that keeps me going and keeps me wanting to do it even if that happens and like you were saying is you know you still could put the book out so you're not only motivated by an emotional need to get it out there you're not only motivated by the desire to make art you're also motivated well maybe that's part of it but you but part of it is you're you're um, motivated by business concerns like and I know this isn't your a big part of your business, but it is something you want to be a big part of your business. So you're trying to build towards um, a certain thing. So um, people have a hard time with understanding how in their life art mix with mix their art mixes with their business. And some some artists just will never be able to get over that and, and be like, OK, I'm going to make this into a business. And I've struggled with it myself, you know. Um, but once you've gotten past that and you're like, okay, I think it's okay for me to make money off of the, doing the thing that I love. Um, and once, once business, um, goals become something that you're comfortable with and you're, and you're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to go for this. Um, that takes some of the emotion out of it and it takes some of the risk out of it because you're not worried about you know, how is this going to reflect on me as a person? You're, you're more like, okay, that didn't work. Let's try it another way. You know, we're going to find a way to make money with this thing, you know? Yeah. So, so that's kind of, I hear that in what you're saying as well. 
Yeah, that's weird that you say that, you know, that because like you said, you already ran, I mean, you've already done it. You've already ran a successful Kickstarter. So, you know, and for it's just kind of a testament to, you know, how much it, how scary it is to kind of put stuff out there because even though you've been successful before that you worried about doing it again. So, uh, and granted it would be a different project. You're probably talking about comics rather than music and everything, but music's not an easy sell either. So <laughs> probably maybe even harder than comics. It was um, a very different project and it was yeah. a different time and I had yeah. different kind of followers. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but you know, just the fact that, I mean, even just to put out something, even with your own money or whatever, you know, forget Kickstarter. Business is actually in money is actually a good motivator towards art. Like I, you know, once you maybe make a little bit, you know, you know, you think, oh, maybe I can make more. Like I probably maybe I never would have made any fan art you know, if it wasn't for business concerns, but maybe I would have because I do like certain things, but maybe, you know, there's certain things that maybe I wouldn't have tried. There's certain places maybe I wouldn't have like ventured if it wasn't for the fact, oh, well maybe, maybe that'll be a good way to kind of get some, some money coming in and, and finally get to a place where I can make my comic or whatever, or finally, you know, because like, I don't always look at business or, or the money part of it as, as like I have to make money doing the thing I love sometimes I, I look at it as well maybe I can find a way to make money doing something so that I can do what I, I love you know so that'll give me the money to to put into resources that will help me make the thing that I love you know um, which I mean case in point you have a day job I have a day, I'm doing it right now even though my day job has nothing to do with art you know but you have a day job and you know you're you're doing something that includes art you're also um practicing your art with your day job so that's really cool and you know it might not be exactly what you want to do but it's funding what you want to do <laughs> right in a sense you know partially so sometimes business concerns can actually make you do more art <laughs> yeah definitely yeah so that was just kind of a, a thought I had. So, so like if we were to kind of put a, like here, these are the three steps to, or whatever to, to deal with risk or whatever, okay. you know, there's a few things that we have covered and I don't, I'm not saying three steps or whatever, but I'm just going to kind of review some of those things um, so that, you know, anybody listening, maybe this will be helpful, you know? Um, so one, one thing you can do is, um, create within a safe place, find a community that's supportive and, and start, that's how we both started, you know, right. as far as the comics go, we created in a very safe place and now we both have three, you know, consecutive com comics from it. Um, and we're building with YouTube and things like that. So that's one step. Um, number two, um, pad your, you know, creativity blender, that whole um, thing with the blender, you know, if you have a hard time putting yourself out there, like maybe you want to express things from your heart or whatever it is, um, you know, maybe kind of you use analogy, use metaphor and kind of, you can hide a little bit behind that and kind of get more comfortable with putting yourself out there. And then maybe later you can be more and more candid. That's um, one thing. 
what we're talking number three what we're talking about through this whole thing I mean we said it right from the beginning is something I'm calling compound risk prog progression you know you take small risks one little bite at a time and eventually you get to a point where some things that were way too risky in the beginning are like that's another small risk it's just another small risk to and you're climbing up the ladder and sometimes so and then okay that that's that one and then say a fourth one is and I didn't actually write this down but it's being okay with taking a few minor hits and also with that is not is knowing that you're not going to die you're not going to have the ultimate bad thing most likely happen right. you know so so kind of being okay with taking a few hits um so that's that and then the final and fifth one is that business can motivate you to take some of these risks and to put some of your art out there. So if you get to a point where you're okay with making money from things that you love, um, you know, you might be able to use that as a motivating factor to take risks that you, you know, cause I wouldn't have necessarily even thought about Kickstarter if I didn't care about the business end of it. But now because of that Kickstarter can, give me the resources I need to make the project I want to make, you know, so that can also help. Um, so that's that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I, I think really what you need to tell, ask yourself is what's the worst that can happen. And chances are, it's not that bad. Like you said, you're not going to die, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, really sometimes you kind of, you kind of blow things a little more out of proportion than they need to be but it is but yeah but everyone goes through it and it is it is scary but yeah really what's the worst that's going to happen you know absolutely yeah any more you know more likely i think you the you're going to get something better than than what you probably hoped or or it's going to be a learning experience and there's there there's almost it's almost there's no way it can't be a positive experience because even if you fail then you learn. And you look at any business person, they've got way more failures than successes, but the reason they're successful is because they've failed, they learn from their mistakes, and they've, they've done it better the next time. I mean, there's nobody that succeeds every single time, you know? Absolutely. And, and just like the old, what is it, the, the Babe Ruth thing, how many times he struck out compared to how many times he hit a home run. I mean, mm -hmm. that's that's what it's all about. You gotta keep trying, and you gotta, it's hard, but you, you, you kinda, you gotta, be you got to allow yourself to fail in order to mm -hmm. succeed yep and you know it's it's not going to be you know you're not going to be down and out and on the streets most likely so you can build those risks up and and you know you don't have to it doesn't have to overwhelm you so yeah i think i think that's good i'm, I'm i think we both you know i think you brought up a lot of good topics and, and experience to this and i was really happy that you know that we could talk about this because like I said, I, I've seen your progression and I've also like, um, you know, I recognize the same things I struggle with sometimes when I see your progression. And I think I, I, I've seen, it's really cool to see that you've gotten to the place and I'm hopefully getting to a place where we can run a Kickstarter and then we'll see what goes beyond that, you know? And, um, so, so yeah, it's really awesome. I really appreciate um, you coming on and, and talking about this with me. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was an excellent topic. I mean, that was, 
Uh, yeah, I, I think we covered a lot of really great points. So I, I really, I, this came out really well. So I'm going to definitely let people people know to check it out because I think this is a pretty good conversation. So absolutely, and and you know what kind of motivated this too is you know there's a lot of people out there. I just see so many artists and they have a really hard time, and I totally sympathize with them because I can recognize my own things with that too. And and you know, but I see people who are stuck, and I'm like, I just I, what can we do to help them you know take a couple steps and and hopefully this was helpful hopefully this was helpful to you if you're struggling with that in a in a minor way or in a in a big way and and obviously there is like um scott had said there are actual you know clinical you know chemical things that could be you know wrong you know and obviously you know sometimes you need to actually go to a doctor and, and talk or you know so you know you might need some some kind of um you know, professional help. I, I sometimes, you know, sometimes wonder if I need that sometimes, but you know, it, but you know, I'm not, we're not saying don't do that. We're just saying that there are some steps you can take. And, um, you know, if, if you're in an okay position to do that, so, so take care of yourself and, and maybe try some of these things. Um, so, but yeah, um, other than that, man, um, everybody, you know, thank you for watching and, and check out, you know, Scott's Kickstarter again. Um, it's youngandthedead.com and, and I'm going to let you, uh, Scott, um, just let everybody know where, where you can, they can find you and all that. Yeah. I mean, right now, like the main thing is the, the Kickstarter. That's the main thing I want to kind of let people know about again, youngandthedead.com. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm at cirqueworks.com and there's a link. If you go to my website, there's a link uh, to the Kickstarter. And I'm pretty much at CircWorks on all the social network. Um, so if you, I don't know all the, you know, at this or what's before what or how, how the orders go from, you know, Twitter to Tumblr or whatever. But if you search, whatever it is, however that naming convention is for the various social networks, it's CircWorks. So CircWorks on, you know, it's just search, search CircWorks and you'll, you'll find me. So, and I got a YouTube channel too, if you're not familiar um, and I tend to post quite a bit of things on there. So yeah, I'm out there. It's all Cirque works. Oh, and the, just it's, it's S E R K W O R K S. Absolutely. And like I said earlier, I, I totally recommend the book. I love the book myself. I've read the first issue. Um, I think I read the first two issues. Actually, I think for some reason I maybe haven't read the second issue, which is ridiculous, but <laughs> I think it's cause I just have like, my studio is. Oh, I know what that's like. I've got comics, fun <laughs> comics I haven't read yet. So, so but I, I can't wait to get this one, and and I'll probably reread it and reread it in in consecutive order because it's always fun to read it in that way. And then, um, you know, it's it's a cool book, um, and you know, I definitely suggest you guys go check it out. And um, yeah, if you want to find me, marshmakesart.com. You guys know where to go. Marshmakesart everywhere. Um, and that's that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Thank you everybody for watching. All the people in the chat, I did, uh, you know, see you guys um, talking. Oh, yeah, um, let me just see if I could do a few uh, shout-outs real quick. I didn't pull up the YouTube page. I'm just looking at the Google. I had it, and now I'm not sure where I see it. But uh, well, anyways, <laughs> for some reason I can't. Oh wait, here here it is. Okay, so Peter Palmiotti was in there. Hey, Kevin, Kevin Phillips. Hey, um, uh, oh, my buddy Jay was in there. Um, 
yeah, and, and I'm sure there was other people maybe who weren't talking, but that's okay. Just thank you so much for watching. Um, you guys rock, and we will talk to you again on the next Escape Artist podcast. Later. Later.